It's not just about mastering technology. It's not just about brand or messaging. It's not just about making more money. It's about showing up in a big way so your people can find you. This is about bringing your most wild and authentic self into the hustle and grind. Welcome to Tactical Magic, a business strategies podcast for the warrior goddess entrepreneur. Hey everyone, welcome back to Tactical Magic. This is Molly Mandelberg, your host, and today I have an amazing woman, Dana Garnett, here to talk to us about heart math. Dana Garnett, CPA, is a mediator for the state of Texas for civil and family cases and a conflict strategist. She is the founder of her private practice, Mindful Strategy, LLC, which merges her big eight accounting and international Fortune 100 experience with vastly acquired global life lessons. Dana empowers her clients by imparting real-time, in-the-moment skills in conflict management, which enables them to swiftly and effectively handle whatever life throws at them. Key results include increased productivity, more creative problem-solving, greatly reduced tension and stress, and improved business, family, and social dynamics. She is also a heart math practitioner, which I have been fascinated with heart math and how it proves that our bodies really do know more than our minds do sometimes. So I'm really happy to have you here, Dana. Welcome. Thank you, Molly. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here as well. Well, so tell us a little bit about heart math and what it means, how it came into your life, um, sort of the basics of how it works. Sure. Absolutely. Um, the, The official definition, if you will, of heart math, it's a system that consists of techniques and methods and technology. It's all underpinned with scientific research and designed to help empower people to have balance between their personal and professional lives. Um, On a physiological level, heart math uses the communication between our heart and brain to help us um, bring our physical, mental, and emotional systems into balance. And it is a system, a process, a practice uh, that was paramount to my recovery uh, during a you know, post-traumatic distress disorder life crisis time in my, in my life. Um, I was going through a horrific divorce, bad, expensive. It, it um, went over a year and a half. We blew through $270,000 unnecessarily. It was um, devastating for our children. And I came out of it feeling like I was a victim of this horrible um, process. And uh, I went through a lot of, um, in fact, I went through a mediation that turned me around to realize that there's got to be a better way to help people through divorce, you know. So I um, uh, ended up becoming a mediator myself to do it better. And in the process, I, I had like this catalyst after catalyst experience um, during my mediation studies, but I came across heart math. And in a nutshell, I realized that all those years I thought I was victim of a bad marriage or bad divorce, I actually was participating in my own misery. And I just didn't realize it. And rather than beat myself up over having participated in my own misery all those years, because of heart math, I learned to how um, to process that really effectively. And I didn't have to spend years in agony and resentment after my divorce because I met probably 20 women ahead of me that gave me fantastic advice on how to get through all of that. But sadly, they all ended up at that last bit of their story saying, and he's still a bastard or, or 
he still doesn't see the kids or, you know, the children are still upset about everything. And, and it just seemed like it never ended. And I didn't want to be one of those people. So today, uh, after having discovered my own recovery, so swift recovery from my PTSD, um, I actually help business owners who are worried about losing their business to an emotional storm, such as a bad divorce or a lawsuit or um, a relationship that's just gone off the rails and it's threatening productivity, their profits, possibly even, you know, causing the whole thing to shut down. And this often happens in family businesses, sadly. Um, but to, today when I'm, when I'm in the mediation room, because I work outside the mediation room with clients one-on-one -on -one with conflict strategies and all, but in the mediation room, I often have attorneys saying, how did you tap into the clients so quickly to get them to resolve things that we've been working on for over a year or so now? And um, there are other tools and strategies I've learned um, along the way. But heart math is at the core, pardon the pun, but the core, um, la coeur of everything. And um, so I'm, I would love to share more about specific technique or tool and, and talk a bit more about heart math. Is this, is this going in the direction? That yeah, absolutely. What is today? the gist of it? I mean, I, I've okay. played with it a couple times and really just dipped my toes in, but I'd love sure. to give people yeah. a picture of how they can start playing with this idea of heart math. Absolutely. Well, um, just to, to also note that heart math has been around since 1991. It's been published in many, many different journals, including Harvard Business Review, American Journal of Cardiology. Um, it serves, um, the, uh, world of hospitals, first responders, um, schools, universities, even Olympic, Olympic athletes, uh, use heart math. Um, and, um, there's a fantastic, uh, project going on right now in the Netherlands where heart meth is being being used in the police academy there. And they've trained over 34,000 of the police force uh, in the quick coherence technique, which we're going to actually experience here in just a bit, um, to help officers, uh, you know, in the job. Uh, imagine, you know, knowing that you are aligned in a certain place where you, you know, before you actually point a gun at someone or have to decide to, to act in your role. Um, that they actually have a technique that they can rely on to help them work with the stress in the moment and also to process through things after what they've seen on the job. And I always say to people when I'm doing talks, you know, if, if heart math can help first responders like that, imagine what it can do for people, you know, who aren't doing that kind of a role, you know. So basically, um, heart math is about resilience. Um, and they liken it to... Um, a battery and it used to be described as the analogy was a car battery like your, your lights running down overnight is one of those draining things to our battery but um, a lot of people have cars now today that their, their lights aren't going to do that because of automated functions so we talk about the phone the smartphone and dealing with resilience it's like we have um, we have a battery where we renew ourselves and we deplete ourselves, okay? Our body's like a battery. And when we renew ourselves, we feel energized and we're, and we're ready to tackle the world and we can really um, uh, handle things really well, right? But when we drain ourselves, um, it's like, it's, it's, it's not just those anger moments or those outbursts that we can identify, but we have that slow drain that can happen to us, like leaving 
a lot of apps open on your phone in the background, running, 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 and draining your battery down. And it's learning how to plug those leaks or, you know, get rid of those apps that are open on your phone so you can, you don't have to have a necessary drain on you. So, Molly, let me ask you, when you think of resilience, what is, what does that mean to you? I think it's both the ability to bounce back after something occurs and also, I think, the ability to have um, perspective and not get totally wrapped into the drama and trauma of something when it's happening in your life. Yeah. Yes. And and that's very often that bouncing back from things is what uh, we think about resiliency and, and avoiding the drama trauma. Absolutely. Heart math takes it out a bit further. And resilience is, in effect, the capacity to prepare for and recover from and adapt in the face of stress and challenge or adversity. So we often think, you know, I'm resilient if I can bounce back, you know, from something that's happened. But what if we could prepare ourselves in such a way that we can literally raise the level of our resiliency baseline so that when we're faced with adversity, we bounce back faster. In fact, we can even not just reduce, but bypass stress. We can, we can actually opt out of stress if we know what we can do, what we're capable of doing physiologically. Um, so how would that sound? Sounds awesome. <laughs> how do we go about so, doing that? How do we do that? Okay. So basically, going back to that energy drain and renewal balance um, dance, um, when we drain ourselves down, we're building up in our system uh, a lot of cortisol. And HeartMath has a, a graph or a grid, if you will, called the depletion to renewal grid. Imagine you've got this, this grid and everything to the left of the grid is, is anger, depression. It's, it's, you know, all the negative things in life. And on the right of the grid, right side of the grid, you've got positive renewal and, um, uh, ease and excitement and calm. And notice I'm using words like anger, depression and excitement and calm. It does not matter about our heart rate as to whether we are in a physiological aligned state between our heart and brain. Um, what matters most is that al- that alignment. And so we can be in a low heart rate situation or state or a high heart rate and be either on that left side, negative side of the grid or the right side. And when we're to that left side, that cortisol we're building up on our system can last up to 12 hours, even just from a short outburst of anger. The good news, though, is on the right side of the grid, if we are renewing our energy in a way that we're aware of and we can constantly keep that going, then we're, we are um, triggering hormones. The, the, the big vitality hormone is dehydroepiandrosterone, or, or DHEA, as it's referred to most often. And that stays in our system for those 12 hours or more if we keep renewing. So basically, getting to how heart math works and, and building up to the step that we're going to do together, and we have in our um, um, like, like every time the heart beats, electricity is produced, and from that electricity, there's electromagnetic field. Okay, and what's really cool about the power of our heart is that the heart can be measured, the heart's electromagnetic field can be measured three feet out from the body. That's all that 
scientific experiment, uh, um, instruments can measure. A lot of people believe it can be measured further than that, but there's, you know, intuition yeah. and things that we, we can sense all the time. That's but the, the brain behind the human body's aura. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And the brain, however, can only, it's electromagnetic field because it has electrical pulses as well. It can only be measured an inch from the, from our body. So the heart is really the, the, the grandfather clock of, of, of our, of our systems, if you will. And when we tap into a feeling such as joy or appreciation for something in our life, it begins to align our heart and our brain. And it gets us out of that executive functioning thinking brain, if you will. And it drops us down into a place where we have the choice or we allow ourselves a pause to decide what to do next. And in the moment when something comes up, that first step that we talk about is heart-focused breathing. And you focus your attention on the area of the heart, and you breathe in and out of your heart or chest area, slower or deeper than usual. Heart math will recommend maybe five seconds in, five seconds out. Um, but I will also add that we don't want to be counting one, two, three, four, five, in and out, because it gets us back up in our thinking head. But that heart-focused breathing takes us into a place that immediately brings us into a place of coherence. And coherence is that optimal state where the heart and the mind and the emotions are all aligned and in sync. And when that happens, every system in our body is in sync. Immune, hormonal, parasympathetic, sympathetic, limbic, you name it, digestive, it's all in full alignment. Ideally, if we could be in that state all the time, that would be wonderful. But life takes its course, right? I, I often say one of my big mantras is life isn't getting to a, excuse me, happiness is not getting to a place in life where everything's okay, right? That nothing's going to happen anymore. No, happiness is knowing that whatever life throws you, you can handle it. And it was this. I love this, that. Yeah, getting to this place of coherence that was so powerful for me and understanding how it works and the physiological effects it has on my body and not just me, but that electromagnetic field that I'm sending out. You know, one of the favorite um, statements for, of uh, Roland, Dr. Roland McCready, the head, uh, head of research for HeartMath International, um, he will say, what are you feeding the field? You know, if we're feeding it stress, if we're stressed, we're feeding stress. You know, but if we're getting stressed, we can actually turn that around and put it back out there in an aligned state, which is really cool. So the, the second step to this coherence technique about getting into coherence quickly, because that, that heart-focused breathing begins to align us. But the second step is regenerating a, a feeling of appreciation or joy. Or something or someone in your life. Um, some examples um, could be a moment of, of courage for someone or our honor or that would be like for our first responders, if you will, or confidence or, you, you know, you felt really appreciated by something or you, or you felt gratitude for something, kindness, care, love, compassion, um, joy. So, 
I'll ask you, Molly, um, take a, a moment to reflect on something in your life that um, would just, just gives you that feeling of joy or appreciation. Uh, and I will say this, that when people are new to this, for our listeners, um, when, we're, when we are reflecting on uh, a feeling that gives us appreciation or joy, um, oftentimes if we have that be about a person, that's all well and good, provided it doesn't take us back to a time when things were wonderful, but now things aren't so much, you know, and it gets us back in our head. It's like, oh, I, I wish you could be joyous again, but now we're, you know, we can't stand each other. So that kind of defeats the purpose. So my suggestion, uh, trying this for the first time, is to have it be something you reflect on in your life. could be something yesterday, five weeks ago, five years ago, doesn't matter. Um, but that gives you a feeling of appreciation or joy for something in your life just for you. Um, yeah. Do you like some examples of that? You know, I make gratitude lists every day. So mine vary in, you know, intensity and um, breadth and time. But I think the most basic one is I woke up this morning still breathing with use of my limbs with a roof over my head and, um, you know, with healthy food to eat and clean water to drink. The most basic body things that I can be grateful for that we look past every day. Um, I've used gratitude alone as a way to pull myself out of a deep depression in my life before. So I know how powerful it can be and how hard it can seem if we think there's nothing to be grateful for. And I think that's when it's important to bring it back to the basics. What today can you appreciate about your reality? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's beautiful. That's, you are, you are so far down the path. <laughs> of of connecting with gratitude on a regular basis, and that's um, I honor that in you. That's you. Awesome. yeah, absolutely. Um, because that's that's something. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, it's something a lot of people haven't been able to achieve yet. Um, so if, if someone is just starting out and tapping into what this is, um, this feeling of appreciation or joy is. Is reflecting on an experience they've had where maybe there was just they were in awe of a beautiful sunset on a vacation or yeah. somewhere, or some people will say um, the first time they held their child after being born, you know, or someone's pet who just knows when you're not feeling well or something's not right. They just come and curl up in your lap, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, or having or having um, served someone and the feeling of, of um, gratitude and compassion you get from just helping someone else um, that pride and joy that comes with that so it, it so it could be it could be a myriad of things and if they tap into something that is something they specifically remember there's something that triggers our emotional state and the, our physiological um, well-being so that second step, is making a sincere attempt to re- to regenerate a feeling of joy or appreciation for something in your life. So, are you open to doing the quick coherence technique? Yeah, uh, totally. Before we go into that, I just wanted to point out this is sort of like um, in Peter Pan when you need to fly, you have to come up with one happy thought, and it could be something <laughs> you know as simple as <laughs> the doll you had growing up, or the hug you last had with a loved one, or 
something basic like that. But I was just listening to a recording with um, Dr. Do- Dr. Joe Dispenza and Lynn McTaggart this morning, and they were um, pointing out after their extensive research into mind over matter and the power of prayer and meditation and good feeling thoughts and appreciation, how the mind doesn't actually know the difference between a thought that you're generating and something happening in your reality and the body's reaction to it doesn't know the difference too. So if you can actually cultivate one happy thought and practice this, what we're about to go through, um, it can literally change your reality. It can change your body. It can change your life. It can change everything. So I'm really glad we're having this conversation. Yeah. I, me too. And, and thank you for sharing that because that is so true um, that when you relive appreciation, your, your, your body doesn't know if it's the moment happening or you're regenerating yourself now. Just the same, if you relive, relive a stressful moment, you know, how many times do we, do we, 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 we swirl on them a lot? Go through something and then we tell five people that day, this guy cut me off in traffic or I can't believe what they said and, and we relive it. Our body has no clue. <laughs> it thinks it's <laughs> That's happening. That's not happening really again. And mm-hmm. we're just building up. We're adding more stress and more cortisol to our system and just making it more hard to, right. to, to, you know, to be well. And that's a neural pathway too. I think people don't recognize that. I love the metaphor of it being this path that you're walking up a mountain. And if you keep walking the same path, telling that story over and over again, looking for sympathy or camaraderie in the complaining or, you know, um, setting up camp in that area of your brain where things are not going right, they're going wrong that that's the neural pathway that your brain is then naturally tending to go towards. Even if you woke up happy, that that's the where your brain is, um, has beaten a, you know, well-trodden path. It, it's easier for it to go there. Whereas if you start practicing this, even just in a, a few moments a day, even set a reminder on your phone, like, oh, I was going to take five breaths right now and think of a happy thought. You're starting to bushwhack up a different path on that mountain and create a different tendency in your brain so that in those stalled moments, in those moments of quiet, your brain is more likely to take the happy path up the mountain. So this is like really important brain entrainment stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And again, thank you. Thank you for just being so intuitive uh, about all of this. And, And because you, again, you are, you are, you, you're what, people aspire to get to that level, you know, and with this simple step, we could, you know, people can do that. That if we had, if we were connected video or or some visual aid here, um, HeartMath has several different biofeedback software uh, options and devices where you can physically see what's happening on, on your computer screen, for example, and how you are, when you are coherent and when you are not. And our heart registers every single emotion, every nanosecond that goes by. We're registering everything. So, so you ready to try this? Um, yes, let's do it. Technique? Okay. All right. So, um, the first time you do it, uh, I recommend closing your eyes only because, especially if someone's new to this, uh, because this just the stimulus around us, you know, what we're seeing and, and, and sensing might, may distract us and keep us up in our head. So are you comfortable closing your eyes, Molly? Yes. If anyone's driving, please don't close, close your eyes. But other Right, than- right, right. <laughs> I will add, though, that HeartMath, this tool or this technique is a 
what they call eyes wide open technique. It's just in the early stages of practicing it. But if you are driving and something hits you, I mean, something, some emotional something, you know, you, you can't go close your eyes and connect with some biofeedback software, right? You got to be able to process it right there. So this is what you can do. Okay. So we're going to do this with our eyes closed. So focus your attention on the area of the heart. And imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area, breathing a little slower and deeper than usual. And as you do this, make a sincere attempt to experience a regenerative feeling such as appreciation or care or someone or something in your life, and just stay with that. And any time from now, you may open your eyes when you're ready. So, so Molly, how does that, yeah, how does that feel? Yeah, it just feels good. It feels like getting back into alignment, getting centered, grounded. Um, yeah, it feels calming. Yeah. Great, that, great. That we have access to that. <laughs> That's the thing. We're not, we're not taught in school, you know, or in our culture that we can, we have this capability that we can physiologically connect our heart and brain in an instant. And those two, to, to, to bring those two steps down to two very basic short steps or quick steps, it's simply heart focused breathing and then activate a positive or renewing feeling. And if you do this upon awakening every day, and let's say midday through your day, even in the evening before you go to bed, it will improve your sleep. It will enhance your decision making, the clarity of your communication, problem solving, creativity. And as you build more and more DHEA and other vitality hormones from this practice, you actually begin to raise the baseline of your resiliency. So when something comes along in life, you can handle it. Do we have time for a very quick, short story about that? Yeah. Um, after my divorce, I was recovered and I felt great. And then my father, who had been um, suffering with prostate cancer for a long time, um, began declining very quickly. And from the time he went into the hospital, you know, eight days later, he had died. And it was the first time, um, it was probably a year, no, it was two years after I had recovered from my own divorce. And so it was really the first time I was challenged with a life crisis or a life event. And I was at the hospital, you know, on the ground, handling all the communications. Uh, my mother was really distraught. She wasn't able to really be emotionally stable, understandably, in the situation. And at some point, 
um, doctors coming and going and all of this. And I was spending the night with my dad and, and uh, sending him Reiki when he, he was in the MRI, you know, and all these things. And one of the nurses pulled me aside one evening and said, Tana, I've just got to ask you, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. Why? And she said, well, no offense, but you seem really together. You seem really calm, like you're handling this well, but this has got to be hard for you. And I said, oh, and I just, I just said, can I hug you? And she said, yes, I give her a big hug. And I said, you know, <laughs> I said, thank you for, for saying that. I, I have learned a way to process myself through crisis. And I do mourn. I know and I need to mourn. But when I need to be on to hear the doctors and be present and not make all of this about me and my emotions, because it's really about my dad and how best to serve him and help him through this, um, for me to be present, I practice something called quick coherence from heart math. And, I, and she had heard of it. Actually, she's a nurse. And, she was, oh, and we had a little conversation around that. She's like, oh, my God, this is wonderful. So anyway, but it was just that whole time period. And my mother went into a very significant mental decline and she um, ended up having ECT treatment um, for her anxiety and depression and grief because they'd been married you know, 58 years and lived in each other's back pockets. And it was very hard for her. And so for our family, I mean, it was, it took a year, a good year for her to recover and she's practicing heart math and it's really been instrumental in her recovery to to be able to to bounce back if you will even if it's slowly in some for some people um i have to say that would that was a profound experience for me because i was able to get through it without burning out without becoming emotionally exhausted and not being there for other people but also not caring for myself because self-care is so important and this quick coherence technique is really goes to the heart, again, another pun, but it goes to the heart of self-care. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so thank you for letting me share that, you know, because life goes on and life ends and we deal with stuff all the time. That's why I say it's not getting to a place where it's all going to be okay, but it's knowing that we can handle. That we can handle what kind of we're thrown. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I love it. And, you know, if I could, I would make everyone on earth meditate because I think that would save the world. But for those people who really are never going to, this is a way to change your life as if you're meditating. You spend a minute, yes. a few times a day, three minutes a day, and you can bring your whole system into a place of resilient coherence. And right. it's powerful stuff. And yes, maybe it'll allow you to process the, you know, the trauma and drama, as I call it, the big upsets and traumatic events of your life, but it also will just make everything easier. Mm -hmm. um, there's this statement in, I practice access consciousness, and there's this statement in access called, um, that goes, all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And I posted that on Facebook a while back, and someone commented, all the good in life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. It's isn't it more the stuff you deem bad that you want to be able to deal with ease, joy, and glory with that stuff? This is basically another tool that allows you that to mm -hmm. just center your breathing in your heart, find one happy thought and ride it. And because this is tactical magic, heart math in general and the way you displayed this for us, Dana, was absolutely tactical magic. This is a system oh. that brings more magic into your life. I love how um, 
in alignment it is. But I want to add one more thing, which is something I started practicing a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, someone had posted about um, making a sort of gratitude box where every day they would write what they were grateful for that day and they put it in the box and then they opened the box at the end of the year and read all these gratitudes throughout the year. And I thought, wow, that's great, but I'm never in one place long enough. I would never have that box near me long enough. So I started every time I, I mean, I still have a gratitude journal that I write my gratitudes every day, but I started this thing where anytime I had this overwhelming natural sense of gratitude or joy or um, feeling acknowledged or um, feeling like a message or an email or a picture from someone just really struck me and hit me in my heart that I would take a picture of it and file it away on my computer. I have one on my computer and one on my phone and they're just called feel goods. And when I am having a bad day and I can't muster that feeling and I can't come up with the good feeling thought, even though I'm pretty practiced with my gratitude list, I dig into that folder and just look at these little snapshots of a place I went to or a person I hugged or a kind someone said to me. And that is an immediate turnaround to get back into that state of coherence, to get back into that um, good feeling, thought, high flying, whatever you want to call it. That's, that's wonderful, Molly. And, and actually that, and that's the key to heart math. I know you said earlier, it's, it's a happy thought, but actually heart math it's, it's, we want to get out of our head and the thoughts. It's a feeling. Like you just said, it's that gratitude feeling. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, when you practice this enough times, your second nature go-to is, is that feeling. You, we get to where we don't have to f- regenerate a memory, if you will, right? We just know what that feeling is. And you can breathe it in, in a heartbeat, literally, and immediately align yourself. So if someone you know, is upset in front of you, you know, the older, the, the older reaction may have been, what are you kidding me? You know, well, I hate you because of this. No, if someone's like that, you just, you know, and you, you align yourself immediately to where you're going to respond differently. And if you breathe in gratitude and ease like that, and it becomes second nature. Yeah. Life. And I love access consciousness. Life is going to present stuff, but you're going to be able to handle it differently you know, in the moment. And and if anybody wants to see um, this, um, I referred to the, in the Netherlands, the Dutch National Police. If you actually Google HeartMath Dutch National Police, you will find this video. It's about five minutes long. And the results that these first responders have described and the, and the um, police academy um, instructors um, there's this, a, a gentleman who's, I'm guessing in his 60s from the video, uh, loved to scuba dive. And his doctor said, well, you can't anymore because your blood pressure is too high. Well, he started practicing heart math because he was instructing it. And his blood pressure dropped and he can dive again. You know. <laughs> and another woman said that she, the anxiety of taking exams dropped tremendously. And she lost 10% of her body fat in five months without changing any diet or exercise routine. And it's purely because of the cortisol reduction in her body, you know, uh, and there was an Afghanistan war veteran who said he highly recommends this to anybody who may be having, you know, PTSD trauma. It, it helps him go back to sleep when he has nightmares at night just to right. practice coherence. And so we'll get a diagnosis like that and go into a shame spiral or a negative thinking or a like yes. not just accepting, but reaffirming, reaffirming that because of the thoughts that create the feelings that create the reality and continues the cycle. 
You got it. Exactly. We can, you can break the cycle and we are physiologically capable of doing that at any given moment of the day. Yeah. There's um, lots of great out there. Yeah. Great benefit. Yeah. So, so Molly, thank you so much for, for, um, uh, asking me to, to come on today and talk about this. It's really something that, um, you know, as many people can become aware of it, you know, yeah. it just and it helps. It helps up. It helps up level the vibration of the planet. You know, ultimately, it does. I imagine if everybody was walking around in a coherent state. You know, <laughs> it would be yeah, a different kind <laughs> of matrix. Yeah, um, yeah. And thank you, Jenna, for coming on this uh, and sharing your wisdom and your magic. And um, I want people to be able to get a hold of you. So, how would you like people to um, get in touch with you if they need a mediator or heart math teacher? or someone to come in and help them keep their business afloat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is www.mindfulstrategy.com and there's a contact me button there. Um, uh, that's probably the, the, the most efficient way to, to reach me. Okay. And um, I would uh, welcome anybody that's interested. Uh, HeartMath has programs. It's a building personal resiliency program. Uh, I do workshops with organizations. It's the Resilience Advantage program the HeartMath author offers. Um, and it's, it's great for teams, collaboration, creativity, uh, de-stressing in the, in the moment on the job. Uh, there's so, so many knock-on benefits. And when I, when I speak to business organizations, inevitably somebody walks up and says, wow, we could really use this in our organization, you know, to, to help alleviate a lot of unnecessary, it's the unnecessary stress. There's enough stress out there to go around, right? Yeah. But we don't need to escalate it, you know, and all the conflict that's so unnecessary, you know, uh, it all starts with each of us. Totally. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I hope everyone listening to this took a moment to breathe into their hearts and practice that moment of coherence. And yeah, we're just wishing you all uh, blissful, easy, happy lives where whatever comes out you you can handle. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Tactical Magic. To find out more, please visit our website, wildheartsriseup.com. Be sure to take a second and subscribe to the show and come back next week for another edition of Tactical Magic.